Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Listen, I just want to say, first of all, it is so, so good to see everybody here on Christmas morning. He woke us up today. Amen. He has given us life. We get an opportunity to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So what I want to do is let's just take a moment, and I just want you guys to turn to your neighbor and just say, Merry Christmas. Stand up. Give each other a hug. If you see somebody that you want to go and say Merry Christmas to, let's do it. Now, see, didn't that feel good? Didn't that feel good to be able to greet people with a smile on our face and just know that God has given us the opportunity to see one another today? So I just want to say thank you for taking the time. I want to introduce myself. If you have not met me in person, I am Minister Bonnie Williams. I'm the adult discipleship minister here at Hope Elam, and I get the privilege to bring the word of God to you all today. It is living. Yes. It is living and breathing, and it is active, and it will do exactly what God has called it to do. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that that today, Father God, a Savior is born who will take away the sins of the world. We cannot thank you enough for opening, Father God, our eyes today for giving us breath in our bodies. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to come and hear your living word today. My prayer, Lord God, is that they came with anticipation. My prayer, Father God, is that their hearts are ready to receive what you say. Thus saith the Lord, let your word go forth in power, Lord God, and all of the glory, all of the praise belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as you all know that this is the season, right, where people are baking Christmas cookies and we have Christmas lights that are all over the city. Does anybody ever drive around with a cup of coffee and go take a look at the Christmas lights? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My people, my people. Benjamin and I do that probably three, four times every single year, and it never, ever gets old. Now, I do have to say that I've got a question for you all, and I need you to participate. Is everybody with me? Okay, we've got an ongoing debate in our house about when you should be able to put up the Christmas tree. Now, my prayer is that the majority of you will be on my side, so let's see. Let's just go ahead and see what happens. For all of those that believe that you can put the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving, raise your hand. Oh, (laughs) no. Are you serious? Did you see that, Pastor John? It was like four hands. Really? For all of those that don't believe it should be put up until after Thanksgiving, raise your hand. Fine. Fine. Okay, you, you won this one. That, that's it. Uh-huh. 
Now, I wanted to visit my family members the other night, and I could not believe it, you guys. They did not have their Christmas tree up yet, and it was literally like four or five days before Christmas. So being the wonderful mother that I am and the grandmother, I said, you know what? I've got a suggestion, okay, for a really, really easy way to still go ahead and create a tree. So you guys ready for my idea? All right, here we go. Go ahead and show it. There is absolutely no reason that no one should be able to have a Christmas tree in their house, right? Now, Julie, I would say, do you think that it could handle one more bulb? One more bulb. All right. <laughs> a little, little tinsel, a little tinsel. I am just so glad for the joy of the Lord today. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, I can only imagine for many of us growing up, you have wonderful memories of Christmas, right? The feelings of the excitement as a kid when you would come down the stairs and you would see all of the, the gifts right underneath the tree. And what is it that you wanted to do? You could not wait to what? Rip off the paper, right? And be able to take a look inside to see what it is that mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa, and dare I say it, Santa, had brought you for Christmas. But you know, when I was growing up, because my mother just was not able to afford uh, things, we did not even celebrate Christmas. I didn't even know what it was to set up a tree or to open up a gift until I became an adult. And here's where you guys go, oh, oh, there, oh, thank you. At least I win that one, right? <laughs> but listen, I can't speak for any one of you guys, but when it comes to the Christmas shopping list, it goes on and on and on. I cannot believe the list that you can get. It is clothes, toys, shoes, electronics, gift cards to Red Lobster, gift cards to, gift cards to Red Lobster, <laughs> jewelry, books, right, DVDs, and the list goes on and on and on. But you know what? I'm here to share with you guys today this. It doesn't matter how many gifts, how many presents that you have underneath the tree to be able to rip open, to be able to look inside with anticipation. Nothing, nothing compares to being able to look inside the manger. And why is that? Because it is the greatest gift of all. You know what that gift is? It is the presence of God. It is God himself when we look inside the manger. And can I tell you this? All of the gifts, all of the tangible things that we receive when we open up those things, they eventually break, right? We eventually lose interest. Those things will not last. They are temporal. But the presence of God, <laughs> the presence of God, he is everlasting to everlasting. And when you look inside the manger and you realize that God is giving you an opportunity to know him for yourself, the presence of God is forever. That is why it is the greatest gift of all. Amen. Amen. You know, the word of God tells us that the flesh can never be satisfied. Why? Because the flesh is selfish. And it's where our sinful, sinful nature lives and thrives. So I'm just going to tell you this. It doesn't matter if, if you don't know God for yourself as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter what this world is able to give to you to put into your hands. Money, cars, whatever it may be, it is never going to be enough. I didn't say it. 
the word of God tells us. And can I be bold enough? Can I just go ahead and be bold enough and make a statement? Are y'all ready? Christmas exists because sin exists. Ooh. Uh-oh. Did y'all hear that? Christmas exists because sin exists. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He came to take away the sins of the world. He came to give us an opportunity to be able to choose him, to be able to choose him as the greatest gift so that we can receive what he has for us. And are you all ready? It's eternal life. Do you know that there is more than what this world has to offer? Do y'all know that it's more than what you are in flesh and blood? And I'm here to tell you this because the one who created us, okay, in the word of God, it says that he has set eternity in the hearts of his children. Have you ever noticed that no matter what happens, no matter how old you get, and I am not going to tell you how old I am, even though I look good, okay? <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed that no matter how old you get, you, you, you know that you're going to live eternally? It's like you know that even though the physical body is going to die, that, that there's something more that you know that you are here to be able to live for something greater. And it's because the Bible says that Jesus Christ, God himself, who created us, is eternal. We are here for something greater than what this world has to offer. And I'm here to tell you this. I love the story that we're going to get to ready to dive into because the shepherds, okay, they teach us some amazing truths about God's love along the way. And I want us to enter into, will you go with me? Will you enter into the experience of God's word that he has recorded for us? And we are going to receive what thus saith the Lord. And you know what my prayer is? My prayer is that you came truly with an anticipation because God wants to speak to you. He's always looking for an opportunity to speak to you personally. To each and every one of us in here, God has created us personally for him. So my prayer is, is that you will hear from him. So what we're going to do is before we move forward, I am going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come in. Amen? Holy Spirit, have your way. Heavenly Father, have your way. Holy Spirit, move. Father God, speak to the hearts of your people, and we're going to give you all of the glory. Father God, illuminate the word of God. I am just a messenger. Father God, frail. Father God, weak. Father God, limited. But Father God, you have chosen the weak, Father God, to do the great things, Lord God, for your glory. So I just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so here's what we want to look at. Next slide. Through this message, there are three gifts of his truth about God's great love for you and me and his desire for us to experience him that I want to share with you. I want you guys to say it with me. Ready? Born for a purpose. God is a promise keeper. God fills us with the power of praise and a testimony. Oh, can you tell I'm just about ready to testify already? Stop it. Calm down. <laughs> 
So right before our text begins, okay, in verse 16, sometimes it's important to be able to go back just a little bit, okay, and see what's happening. Now, I'm just going to read it for you, but I want you to hear what happened just prior before we enter into where the shepherds uh, are at in our story. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the radiance of God's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news. I bring you great joy for all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. The first thing that I want to share with you guys is, next slide, born for a purpose. Wow, can you just imagine? Just just take it for a moment. Just think about what the shepherds had to have been feeling, right? Had to have been feeling when, when, when the angel showed up. Here they are, right? They're minding their own business. They're shepherding as usual, right? They got the sheep all around. They are just minding their own business. They are being what they know to be. But the skies open up and God himself shows up. To whom? To ordinary shepherds. To smelly shepherds. To dirty shepherds. They are out with the sheep all night long. They spend time taking care of them. And I will tell you this, it is important that you know this, they weren't the ones invited to prestigious parties, I can tell you that. Because when they come, no, you can't sit on my couch. (laughs) God did not call them to be in a place where they were prestigious. They were not born of nobility. But can I say this? Despite the poor reputation of who they were, the shepherds sure seemed to be godly men. Amen? Amen. Men were looking for the Israel's coming Messiah. That is what God is interested in. He's not interested in what you do. He's not interested in, in, in where you're at in your life. You know what he's interested in? He's interested in is your heart seeking him. That's what, the, uh, that's what the shepherds were doing. It didn't matter what they were doing for a living. Their hearts, God saw their hearts. He saw what they were seeking after. What are you seeking after today? Are your hearts seeking after the Messiah? And I will say this, if they were living today, they would definitely not be found on the Kardashian Christmas list. I can tell you that. Shepherd who? From where? but listen God knew exactly who they were and the good news is that he had predestined them for a greater purpose than just tending to the flock of sheep on the hillside God had chosen them in advance to become the first witnesses to Jesus Christ in the flesh and the text tells us amen that's right come on say it Amen. amen The text tells us that the shepherds, right, they were terrified. They had to have been saying to themselves, why would God, why would God choose us? We are simple shepherds. We're not qualified. We're not worthy of this supernatural experience to be taking place. But can I tell you this? The shepherds were born for a purpose greater than being a shepherd. 
and each and every one of you is born for a greater purpose than what this world will try to tell you that you are or are not. Amen? Let me say this. God wants to be in a relationship with each and every one of us. He looks beyond our struggles. He looks beyond what we internally believe about ourselves, our past experiences, the mistakes that we have made, our shortcomings. Don't you understand that the greatest thing that you could ever fulfill in your life is coming to know Jesus Christ? It's, it's looking inside the manger and realizing that God wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship because he created you in his image, family. He created you in his likeness. The value of who you are transcends anything that you have ever gone through, anything that you may tell yourself, oh, I'm preaching to myself. Amen? All of us have a testimony. I am here to tell you that the most of my life, the majority of my life, I felt like I was worth nothing. I grew up fatherless. I grew up in situations. I had situations happen to me that tore away the very fabric of the, of the value and the worth that, that God wanted to assign to me. Has anybody here ever gone through a situation or a circumstance that tells you something opposite than the truth of the word of God? There is no greater purpose. And guess what? Folks in this life can try to tell you what you can and cannot do, but I am here to tell you that when you hear God, when you know God, nobody can come and take away the truth that he has for you. You are born for a greater purpose. Thank you, God. Like the shepherds, he wants us to seek him. He showed up because their hearts were seeking him. He will show up when your hearts are seeking him. And guess what? He will do it in a supernatural way because he is a supernatural God. Yes, he will do it. If you believe in him. And guess what? He wants you to follow him. He wants you to let him lead you. Isn't that what he did with the shepherds? They were sitting on that hillside, and guess, God said, guess what? He said, I got somewhere for you to go. <laughs> I got somewhere for you to be. I've got someone for you to meet. And God is saying, if you will let him come in and you will seek that relationship, God has places for you to go. He's got people for you to see. He's got things for you to do that only God could commission your life to do. It didn't matter what, what anybody at that time thought about, the, or thought about the shepherds. God's hand was upon them, and his hand is upon you. Amen? Amen. Let's look at this scripture. I'm here to tell you today, God wants me to say this to somebody. He wrote this message, amen? There is nothing, and I repeat nothing, that will ever disqualify you from God's love or from being used by God to do great things. Who is the Holy Spirit talking to today? Amen? God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to accomplish. Whose plan? 
Whose plan? (laughs) Don't let anything keep you or hinder you from being able to be used by God. I want you to look at how the shepherds responded, okay? Because they were born uh, for a purpose, because you are born for a purpose, listen, you will never, ever experience what God has for you unless you walk by faith. The shepherds had to walk by faith. You have to walk by faith. Why? Because faith without works is dead. Faith demands action. When the angel came, he said, you need to what? Go. Go to Bethlehem so that you can meet the Savior. A response is required because, listen, faith requires trust and obedience to God. Let's look and see how they responded. In verse 15, it says this. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Ooh, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And then it goes on in verse 16, and here's the words. It says, they hurried to the village. They didn't do this. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, when God came, it says that they hurried to the village. And guess what? They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. So think about this. What if they wouldn't have overcome their fears? What if they would have not overcome their doubts? What if they would have taken that supernatural experience and set it aside and said, yeah, that, nah, that didn't happen. Think about that. They would have missed out on being able to witness who Jesus is lying in the manger. When God comes into your life, when he presents himself supernaturally, what is it that you are missing out on if you don't respond by faith? God wants you to know that he is with you no matter what. That no, even if you feel afraid, God is with you. Do not miss out on what God has for you. And can I say this? The same God who desired to interact with those shepherds over 2,000 years ago is the same God that created each and every one of you. He is the same God. And they had their part in history, and now it is your time in history. It is for such a time as this. You know what they had to do in order to walk by faith? Think about it. They had to leave the sheep. They had to leave their family. They had to leave what was familiar. And they didn't know what to expect when they got to Bethlehem. They did not know, but they did it all by faith. That's why it says, for we walk by faith and not by? Yeah. Faith is believing. Let me just say this statement to you. Faith is believing that what God says to you is true. Isn't that good? Faith is believing that what God says to you is true. And so the shepherds had to make a choice. They had to decide that they were going to move forward by faith. You know, Many people refuse to step out and do the work that God has called you to do, that he has spoken to your heart to do for many, many, many different reasons. For some people, they feel unqualified. (laughs) For some people, it's because of a lack of education. For some people, it is not having the experience that you feel like you ought to have. For some people, it is your age. You feel like you are way too young to do what it is that God is speaking to your heart to do, or for others, 
You feel like you are way too old to be stepping into a full-time ministry relationship. And maybe for some of you, you feel insignificant. Hmm. Feeling insignificant means that you feel too small or too unimportant to be considered worth consideration. And you know what happens is that for many of us, we go through these experiences in our life, right? Life is not easy and life has a way of beating us down and life has a way of tearing us up and life has a way of telling us that we are not worthy. Life is hard. Can I get an amen? Amen. And then what happens is, is that we listen to what the world is telling us greater than what the word is telling us about who we are and what we can do in Christ. Who is the Holy Spirit speaking to today? I am here to tell you that you are not insignificant to God. You are not. Amen. Give God praise. Don't allow anything. Don't allow anyone to ever stop you from fulfilling what God has called for you to do and the purpose in your life. He's calling you. Step out. Step out. Step out in faith. Listen to him. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Do not be afraid. The shepherds weren't afraid. They may have felt it because the Bible says, do you know that 365 times in the word of God, it talks about the spirit of fear? Did you all know that? One time for every day of the year. And I don't think that's any coincidence because the enemy, right? The enemy of our soul wants us to be afraid. But God says, you don't have to be afraid. You can, be, you can have faith. And so we are to step out and know that if God is for us, if God is for us, who or what can be against us? Who or what can be against us? Because who's going to come up and go against the armies of the living God. Amen? And when you live for God, when you walk with him, he is for you. He is with you. He will always, always never leave you nor forsake you. Take a look at this scripture. This scripture I brought up here because I want you to know, for we are his workmanship. Remember what I said? He's created each and every one of us in his image and likeness, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has ordained that we should, what? Walk in them. If you guys have spent any time in the church, I'm here to tell you, there are a lot of people walking in their gifts. Amen? When I look and see all the people that, that stand out there and they feed the people that come walking through for meals, there's people back in the kitchen serving. There's ushers. There's preachers. There's production. There's staff. There's, there's worship team. Don't you understand that when you walk in your gifts that you are literally carrying with you the love of Jesus Christ? Yes. And God has a place for each and every one of us. Not one person in here is insignificant to God. And when you put your feet and your hands to the work of God, you are literally bringing about the glory of God. We are doing the work that God has called us to do. And the Bible says that if even one person comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, is it not all worth 
everything that we have invested into the relationship with Jesus Christ, it says all of heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents. Dave, over one sinner who repents. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ was born for a purpose. And we should glorify and praise God because he showed us the power of God's love. He fulfilled his purpose. Jesus Christ, he came and what did he do? He lived his life serving, did he not? He served people. He fed people. He healed people. He loved people through what he did. He showed us what it is to be able to be born for a purpose. And you know what? His purpose was to die, right? He came and he was crucified. He died for each and every one of us. And here's the thing, having not ever sinned against man or God, how many times do we sin every day? Jesus Christ lived his life and he did not one time sin against his father or sin against man. And you know what? He came to meet the very greatest need of all humanity. He took away the sins of the world. And the Bible says that if you receive what he has done for you, if you repent, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, it says you shall be saved. The greatest gift that we could ever receive, right, is eternal life, living with our creator, the one who created us for him. To be in a relationship, he loves us so very much. Let's look at this next scripture. God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I'm here to tell you, yes, it's Christmas, but you need to hear this. If you do not make yourself right with God, there are consequences to our sin. Amen? Amen. And God does not want to see not one person perish. Rebecca? Not one person. God's heart loves us so much. That's why he sent his son. Think about, think about the sacrifice that our father had to make for us. Anybody here a parent? God was his father. He sent Jesus Christ to us, for us, and God the father had to watch his son die for us. But he did it for our sin because you know what he did? On the third day. <laughs> On the third day, Jesus Christ rose again and he ascended into heaven and he said this to each and every one of us. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, for you, for those that have received him, for you, for those that have believed in him, for you, for those who have repented, for you, for those who have confessed Christ. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He said, there are many, many mansions in my father's house. And if it were not so, Carol, I would have not told you. I don't know about you, but I want my mansion in heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to know that there is something beyond what this world tells me there is. I want to know that I am going to be with God forever for all eternity. There is something more for us. Amen. He's wanting to work through each and every one of you to serve others so that the life that he has placed within you brings him glory. What steps of faith is he asking you to take? 
What is he asking you to do so that he can fulfill his plan? If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ today, God is asking you to do so that he can have a relationship and begin to teach you about his love for you and he can begin to work in you and through you. Amen? Amen. So listen, the shepherds have left their fields and the sheep uh, and they have arrived on the Bethlehem scene. They have found Mary and Joseph. Let's investigate next. Let's take a look at this slide. Pass on to the next one. All right, thank you. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And what we see next in our story and what God reveals to us is that God is a promise keeper. Can I get an amen? Amen. I don't know about you, but that is good news today, that God is a promise keeper. Has anybody ever made a promise to you and broke it? Yeah, how's that feel? Can we, can we pull a son? My son Joshua's here, and this is what he does. <laughs> right? It doesn't feel good when somebody makes a promise to you and then they break it. And what does that do to you? What does that do when somebody makes a promise and they don't keep it? Do you necessarily trust No. What happens? We begin to lose trust in that person to keep their promise. But I'm here to tell you today, God keeps his promises. When the the shepherds had arrived, they were able to look into the manger and see that God had kept his promise. He said, if you will go, right, go to Bethlehem, you will see Jesus lying in a manger. And I'm here to tell you, being a witness to God, him keeping his promises, It does something to you, doesn't it? Yeah, you just can't keep quiet. You know that you have come face to face with a God who sits high but looks low. You're experiencing God personally and he cares about you. He is not a man that he should lie. The word of God says that his answer is yea and amen. I'm going to run you through a few promises and we'll see what the body of Christ has to say about it. Have you ever prayed and asked God to strengthen you? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Have you ever asked him to give you rest and he heard your prayer? Come to me, all who labor, and I will give you rest. Have you ever needed God to fight for you? Mm. He says, fear not, stand firm. And see that the salvation of the Lord, he will work for you today. The Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is be silent. Have you ever sinned against God and cried out for his forgiveness? Scripture says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Have you ever felt alone? Mm. And you need to know that God is with you. Here's what he says. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear, for it is the Lord who is with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. Have you ever called upon him for the day of trouble? 
The word of God says that he will always be with you, that he will bring you out of trouble. Look what scripture says. I love this one. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises, and he is faithful in all that he does. And what I love here, do you see this? All. Not some, not a few, but all. And when you enter into a relationship with God and he begins to answer those prayers and he has done what he has said he will do, what does that do? It builds your trust in him. It lets you know that you do not have to fear that he will not keep his promises. God keeps his promises. Amen. All right, we're on to the next truth that God shows us in when we take a look in the manger. Next slide. God fills us with his power of praise and a testimony. I want you to see this scripture as far as what is happening with the shepherds. Next slide. It says the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angels had told them. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that when you enter into God's presence, it changes you. Yeah, come on. Is there anybody in here that you have entered into God's presence that as you get to know him, you can't leave the same? When the shepherds had experienced Christ, they did not leave Bethlehem the same. They left praising and glorifying God in the highest. And here's the thing. The reason why being filled with the power of praise is so important is because we know that what that person has done for us, what God has done for us, we know that we can then shout it at the mountaintops. Amen? That God wants us to share it. Because here it is. Has anybody ever done something for you? Come on. Yeah, something good, something kind. And what do we do? What do we do, Carrie? We go out and what do we do? Hey, let me tell you about what my brother did. Let me tell you about what my friend did. Let me tell you about what my sister did. And why is that? Because when somebody does something for you, you know that they didn't have to do it. Amen? Folks don't have to do a darn thing. But they do it because why? They want to make you feel loved, to make you feel celebrated, right? To make you feel like you are worth the investment. And when we are filled with the praise for God, it gives us an opportunity to be able to talk about God's greatness. He is the one who saves us. He is the one who keeps his promises. He is the one who provides for us. He is the one who is merciful when we are not merciful. He is the one who stays faithful when we are not. Amen? And let me say this. Have you ever needed someone to testify about the goodness of God in the land of the living? I don't know about you, but sometimes I get tired. Sometimes I get weary. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of heads nod. Sometimes life is tough. And if we just take a moment to be able to know that when we go through things, that God will bring us through. i got to tell you a quick story. I uh, was reading my word a couple weeks ago, and sometimes, you know, when God is silent, it's, it's tough to, to stay believing. Can I get an amen? Can I just keep it real? Right? We struggle sometimes with doubts. We, we work through those things. And I'm reading my word, and I come across the scripture in Isaiah 43, 2-3 that says this. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through fire... You will not be burned up. 
The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, I pray for my children daily for their safety, for their well-being, and I pray believing. And about 15 minutes after I read that uh, prayer, Shanice, I got a call from my daughter. Hey, Mom. I just want to let you know that I just walked through a fire. And I didn't get burned. She was working down at the hotel, and a fire broke out. And my daughter said that she kicked open that door. And that she said a voice came that something overcame her and said, it's going to be all right. Get down on your hands and knees. Crawl. Get the fire extinguisher. Put the fire out. And my daughter crawled on her hands and knees, and she put that fire out. And when she called me, she was laying on the gurney. The fire chief was on one side. Her boss was on the other. And they said to her, you literally saved lives today. You, you were able to walk through that fire. And she said, Mom, I know it was God. I know that it was the Holy Spirit with me. And I'm here to tell you. I just shared that with you because God came to me personally. God let me know. He showed me that scripture. Come on, do you really think that that was a coincidence? That God would let me read that 15 minutes before my daughter was walking through fire? She probably was walking through fire as I was reading that scripture. And I am here to tell you that God keeps his promises. Amen? Can we just give praise to God? Yeah. As I close, let me say this. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. It is Christ the Lord. God created each and every one of you for a purpose greater than you could possibly think or imagine. God is here today to let you know that he will. Just try him. He will keep his promises to you. And when you receive him, amen, he will fill you with his presence you will never be the same. You will walk tall. You will let people know you will have a testimony on your lips about the greatness of God. And guess what? Many will be blessed by it. God is faithful and God's love never fails. As the worship team comes, please know that today is the day of salvation. If there is anyone here today that you have not taken a look inside the manger, and come to the realization that Jesus Christ came to die for you, that he loves you, that he came to take away your sin, I encourage you, today is the day. We are not guaranteed. Maybe some of you today know that, that you've lost loved ones this year. And I want you to know that Hope Elam Church and the prayer team, we're praying for you. But it teaches us that we are not gonna, we're not going to make it out of here, right? All of us go on that flight and we are going to leave this earth in death. But God says, listen, he says, if you will accept the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, I've got an eternity waiting for you in heaven. Amen. We do have folks that are here for prayer as they close us out in worship. Please come.
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope.elam.org.